Hey church, this is Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not presume to come to you. Instead, say the word and my servant must be healed. For I too am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. He turned and said to the crowd that followed him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. So when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave well. Luke 7, 6 through 10. I've written before about my first dog, Riley. For those of you who missed that post, Riley was a terrible dog. I had begged and begged my parents for a dog. I thought a dog would make my childhood complete. They finally caved and we went and bought a beagle because beagles were supposed to be good with children and they had cute floppy ears. Well, Riley had cute floppy ears, but he was terrible with children. He was actually terrible with all people. He was just flat out mean. One time when my mom was trying to feed him, he jumped at her, snarling and trying to get her throat. He would sort of respect my dad because my dad wasn't scared of him and would force him to obey, but everyone else was simply an object to run over. When we tried to walk him, he would pull so hard on the leash that it made everyone's arms sore. So we bought a collar, one of those collars that would tighten around his neck as he pulled. It didn't phase him. He'd pull and pull against that collar. His windpipe was squeezed down to nothing. He's wheezing for air, but he never gave up. He always pulled with all his might. He just did not care. As a result, Riley didn't have a great life. There was simply nothing we could do with him. We couldn't have him in the house. He had to be outside. And we couldn't trust him to stay in the yard, so Dad built a dog run for him. His lead would run on a pulley back and forth and keep him in one corner of the yard. He stayed out there for all four seasons. He had a doghouse full of straw to keep him warm. I fed him every day, and that was about it. We kept him for probably five years that way. Finally, one day we were at a rummage sale. Someone had brought some new puppies to the sale, and they were absolutely adorable. They were black with brown and white tips on the ends of their paws, noses, and tails. Me and my brothers began our beg campaign. We loved these dogs, and we wanted one. Mom said, well, we can't have two dogs. We'll have to get rid of Riley. We said we didn't care. We wanted this puppy. Mom saw her opportunity to rid herself of Riley, so she took it. We went home with a puppy that day. And we tried to sell Riley. No one would take him. Finally, we put an ad in the paper for a free dog. An older gentleman came to pick up Riley for his sister. Aw, you're a sweetheart, aren't you? He said, as Riley's dragging him to the car, wheezing on his leash. The man's leaning backward against the leash, trying not to fall over. Yeah, real sweetheart. We felt like we just pulled the biggest heist of our lives, pawning that dog away to a sweet old man. Whoever you are, sir, I'm sorry. And that's how Misty entered our lives. Misty was the best dog this world has ever seen. She truly loved our family. She would do anything we asked. Within a couple days of having her, we taught her to sit and stay. When we walked her, she'd stay right by our ankles. We trained her to chase squirrels in the backyard. She'd roll over and speak. The best trick that we taught her was to sit and hold still as we balanced a treat on her nose. We could even leave the room and she'd be sitting there waiting for us to give the command to eat the treat. I could tell Misty stories for hours. We'd build obstacles for her in the hallway to see how high she could jump. She'd snuggle with us on the floor while we watched TV. She never left the yard, even when her radio fence died. She truly became a member of the family. The difference between Riley and Misty? One accepted our authority and did as we asked. 
The other one did not. Riley fought that authority, and as a result, his life was pretty miserable. He didn't get to go where he wanted to go. He had to stay in the cold. He didn't get to go on walks because we couldn't trust him with any of those things. Misty accepted our authority from day one. She did everything we asked. She tried to figure out how to please us and how to make us happy. As a result, we wanted her with us. She got to live in the house. She got to run around the entire yard. She got her own doggy bed in front of the TV. We played with her endlessly. Misty's life was pretty good. In Luke 7, we have one of my favorite stories in the Bible. A Roman military commander has a slave at home that is sick. He cares a lot about this slave, and so he sends people to Jesus to ask if Jesus would heal him. Jesus decides to go to the house and heal the slave. The commander sends more people to tell Jesus that Jesus doesn't even need to come to the house. Instead, why doesn't Jesus just command that the slave be healed? The commander says that he understands authority. He's a commander, after all. He gives orders and men obey him. Jesus can do the same thing, and the disease will leave the slave. It's as simple as that. Jesus is shocked. The level of this commander's faith blows him away. He does what the commander suggested and heals the slave without even showing up. The question that always dings in my brain as I read this story is this. Do I have faith like this? Do I truly understand God's authority? Do I believe that God can just snap his fingers and heal people? Do I believe that God can speak and change the course of history? Often I forget that God is an active force using his authority to change the events around me in real time. He is the one that spoke the words to create this world. He sent the flood. He caused the sun to stand still. But he's also the God that is actively involved in every single minute of every day. That conversation you had, he was there using it for his purposes. That funny story that happened yesterday, he was an active part. He's in charge of all of these things. The question is this, how can we accept God's authority? Because fighting against it is useless and makes our lives miserable. But when we submit ourselves to his authority, endless blessings are ours. When we realize that it is God who is calling the shots and choose to trust him, our lives change in big ways. It's called faith. Let's pray. Dear Father, I choose to accept and submit to your authority. You give a command and it will be followed. You have the authority to do whatever you like on this planet. I believe that. I know that when I ask for things, I'm asking the one that can actually do it. I choose to trust you. Please correct me and change my heart when I forget your authority. Correct me when I challenge it. A couple questions for you as we close today. Number one, do you feel that your relationship with God more resembles Riley's relationship with my family or Misty's? And why do you think that? Next question. How can you today... Right now, how can you choose to accept and submit to God's authority? Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you later on Pray Together.